Come on now, I know y'all can do better for the Lord. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. It's an honor and a privilege to be back before you, ministering, bringing forth the Word of God this evening. And it's a pleasure, my pleasure to be here, being able to minister the Word of God. I just want to thank Pastor Robert and the wonderful church for allowing me to go before you again tonight. And tonight I want to talk to you all about God's plan. God's plan. So let's, let's, let's just think about that. God has a plan for each and every person here. And he has a plan that, that's mapped out for all of our lives. And we got to allow that plan to manifest. Amen? So I want to bring forth to you all in Proverbs 3 and 5 and 6, and that's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, and it says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding. Then it says, acknowledge him in all thy ways and he'll direct your path. And see, in doing so, that's trusting God's plan. God will direct your path. God will order your steps. He will show you the way. And tonight, I'm going to be talking to you about how God want to order your steps, how God want to plan your life for you. So I have three points that I'm going to mention tonight. And one of them, it says, we must let God choose the way. We must let God choose the way. Also, it says, we must let God confirm the way. And the last thing is that we must let God clear the way. So y'all remember that. It's three C's, right? Three C's. We have choose the way. Y'all got that? You writing it down? Y'all writing it down? Confirm the way, and he's going to clear the way. Amen? Amen? So let's start with, at the beginning. It says, one question that is asked, perhaps more than any other, is how can I know the will of God for my life? How can I know the will of God for my life? And oftentimes people struggle with wanting to know how and why God has a calling for them. And what, is, what do you have for me, God? What do you have for me? And see, God has this plan already for you. The only way that plan don't manifest is that we stop being obedient to the word of God. And see, when he says that I order your steps and I direct your path, he's saying that I would take you where I want you to go, but if we buck against what he wants to do for us, we can't never get there. Can I get an amen? amen. See, God want to get us there. And tonight I'm going to show you how to help better prepare yourself to trust God's plan for your life. God has promised to guide us. You have a Bible, turn to Isaiah 58 and 11. 58 and 11. And it says in chapter 58, verse 11, it says that, And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a water garden, and like a spring of water, whose water fails not. See, God is going to give you something that's not going to fail. See, God already saying it in his word. It says, and the Lord shall guide thee continually, meaning that he ain't just going to guide us one time. He's going to guide us continually. That's where that word trust come in, at, that we got to continue to allow God to do what he want to do for your plan, which is God's plan. 
See, all of us have a map. All of us has a destination. All of us has a purpose that God want to get us to. But we got to allow God to direct and order the steps that, of the plan that he have for your life. Amen. God said he would continually, continually guide you. And it says that God has promised to guide us. God has a plan for each of us. He has a plan for each of us. As I mentioned earlier, how do you find the plan that God has for you? You have to seek his face. Say, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto thee. So we, when we seek God, that's how we get hooked up and connected to the plan that he has for us. In doing so, he'll show us how to get there. It says we have a heavenly father above who is ultimate, who is in ultimate control. Another thing he says, we have a savior before us so that we can walk in his footsteps, in his footsteps. See, oftentimes in life, we get caught up in things that's not of the will of God, and we can be doing things that our friends may do, be doing, be doing things that our parents may be doing, be doing things that, that other people may be doing. But God has the ultimate plan. See, God wants you to walk in his footsteps. He want to be the one to order your steps. Remember, when he, when he chose the way, confirmed the way, and, 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 and then he comes back and cleared the way, you got to remember, when he cleared the way, the things that's before your life, that's in the plan of God, it may not be always good. But if God is going to clear the way for you, that means he's going before you. You know, you hear the scriptures that say that, that, that God goes before you like a consuming fire. That means anything that's coming against you, he's going to go and clear the way. So when it's time for you to go down that road, you may see the things that's coming against you. But God said, I got you. I got you because what? He know that you're going to trust him to order your steps. Amen. See, he didn't say it was going to be easy because things going to come against you. Obstacles going to come against you. But if you trust God, that's the safety net that allow him to do what he designed for you to do. And we know this. We all know this. If we can see what's going to happen to us, we'll avoid it. Right? True? If we knew what would happen tomorrow and we knew it was bad, we wouldn't want to wake up the next day. If you knew you weren't going to be here tomorrow, you knew you was going to die in your sleep, you wouldn't go to sleep. Amen? Just be honest. If we knew what was going to happen two weeks from now, then we might do something else. But God says, trust me. When he go and clear the way, that means he knows what's ahead of you that may cause some heartaches and pain. So when we allow him to do things for us, that means we trust in him. We don't have to worry about leading and guiding and directing and ordering steps for ourselves. God says, I would do it. Choose, confirm, and clear. See, God is going to choose our destination for each and every one of us. Just like he chose certain people to minister. He chose certain people to work with kids. He chose certain people to clean up. He chose certain people to do different things. But God want to choose the way for you. We don't choose the way. See, we have to seek his face and ask God, what do you want me to do? 
And all he's going to say is just trust me. Give yourself to me. Turn your life over to me. Die to the flesh. Lord, have your way with me. Whatever you desire for me, Lord, that's what I want. And that's, that's giving your heart to the Lord. That's sacrificing. That's dying in the flesh when you sacrifice. Say, Lord, what do you want to do? What do you want me to do? All he wants you to do is just lay down your life in the flesh so that he can use you spiritually to take you to newer heights. Amen? So that's what it means by choose the way. We don't choose the way. We're going to choose the easy road. See, choosing the easy road is sometimes opting out because we got to remember, don't nothing come easy in life. Even if your parents are successful and make a lot of money, someone had to lay down their life, right? Someone had to sacrifice, right? Even when Jesus died for us, he did it for us to make a better way for us. But someone had to sacrifice themselves. So as, as, as children of God, we continually sacrifice ourselves for the sake of saving another soul. That's by going outside the four walls, ministering and choosing to be like Christ by spreading his word. Amen? God's plan for us. It says we have the Holy Spirit within us impressing our hearts so that we can find a way in a dark, dark day. The Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit ultimately can take us to where we cannot go if we had to close our eyes. Think about it. The Holy Spirit is like moving in the dark, and you know exactly where you're going. Supernatural. I was watching a story the other day with this guy was on TV, and he can hear, make the little sounds, and he can know where he's going because he can hear the waves off of things. And he can just walk, walk to school. He can go across the street. He was doing all these things. He was blind, but he can hear the waves. And something told me that he was just tapped in supernaturally. See, when you get tapped into the will of God and the Holy Spirit direct you, God can take you where he wants you to go. That's all the Holy Spirit is, is trusting God to take you where he wants to take you. Amen. The Holy Spirit will lead you, guide you, and show you the way. Amen. That's trusting him. Even in darkest time in your life, when you trust God, he's going to take you where he wants you to go. Amen. So it's not always good for us to see things all the time. Because if we see it, we'll turn and go the other way. And oftentimes, that's where we be at in life. That's how we get caught up in the flesh sometimes, because we see things that we that we don't trust God with. Just like when Peter was walking on the water, he was, he was locked in. He was trusting God. He was believing, and then he took his eyes off the prize. And sometime in life, we take our eyes off the prize, and we lose focus, and we start to see things that God don't want us to see. That's why he say, seek his face. That's why he say, trust him. The more you lock into God, the more you lose out on seeing things in the flesh. Amen? Did y'all get that? The more you lock into God, the less you get to see the distractions around you because you're so focused on God. And God wants you locked in on him so that he can take you to where, you, where he needs to take you. And think about Peter. We take it for granted, the things that God gives us sometimes. When Peter was walking on water, it's very dangerous. 
If I tell somebody, this, this, let's go walk on water. Let's go walk on some water. Let's go walk across the Mississippi River on top of the water. How many people going to look at me like, man, you must be crazy. I'm not finna walk on that. We know what's up in that water. You don't know what's in that water. But we make it think what's in that water. But I can tell you some stuff off in that water that we don't want to be part of. But if we trust God, if we trust God and keep our eyes on him, that's the stuff he don't want us to know about. Because we know it's dangerous. He know it's dangerous. That's why he wants to focus on him and the less we see about the dangerous things around us. Amen. That's why we got to continually pray and ask God to, to come into our heart and lead us and guide us and show us the way and order our steps. First, he choose the way. Then he confirm the way. Amen. And then he cleared away. Next thing I want to talk about, it says that in Ephesians 2 and 10, and if you have a Bible, I love for you to turn and look because I like for you to look at it so it won't be a scripture that's coming from me. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Jesus Christ unto good works which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Let me read that again. For we are his workmanship, created in Jesus Christ unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. See, God had already ordained us and set aside what he wanted us to do. Amen? See, it's designed for us to do the will of God. It's designed for us to do the will of God. But God still gives us an opportunity to choose. Say, choose this day whom you serve. See, he don't, he don't force us to do anything. And against that, he knows from your heart when you choose, then he can direct. Amen? And see, God want to order your steps. He want to direct your path. It says God doesn't deal with us in, in mass. He deals with uh, us as individuals. And that's what I mean by as individuals, is that if you, as an individual, even a child, if they seek God's face and want to get to know God and trust God and believe God, God will reach out to them just as well as an adult because it's a choice. It's an individual choice. And see, God, done a, he, don't, he don't allow all of us to be saved off of one person's deed, off of what Pastor Robert preaches to us that doesn't help individually for all of us if we don't believe individually. See, we don't get saved as a church as a whole. We get saved as an individual. That's why it's an open invitation to receive God. That's why it's constantly asked, do you receive God? If you believe God, say these words after me. Believe this after me. And then you receiving it as an individual. And see, that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to individually believe. When you individually believe, then you're getting hooked up to him to supernaturally be able to plug into you so that he can use you as an individual. And as a corporate body, as we all plug in, the power of God will move drastically if we all connect it as one by all of us believing and knowing that God can direct order our steps. Amen? So that's why we constantly... I always say you got to trust and believe God for yourself, not for 
your parents getting saved and going to church, it doesn't make the child saved. At some point in time, the child has to get to know God for themselves. As a parent, all we do is teach our children. We bring them to church to hear the word. And then one day, it's going to be a time where they're going to have to step out and know and believe God for themselves. But as a parent, all we can do is be like a coach and put them in position to make a play. But you got to go out there on the field and you got to perform as if the play was already given to you. And that's the best way I can lay it out to you. I can help prepare you for the real world, but you have to, you have to go out and make the play for yourself. I'm going to put you in the best position to be saved by bringing you to church and getting you up and preparing you for life. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to get to know them for yourself. Amen? And we all want the best for our children, but we have to show them the way. Amen? It says in Psalms 37 and 23. Psalms 37 and 23. I'm turning to it right now. It says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Ordered by who? The, Lord. the steps of a good man are ordered by who? The Lord. They ain't ordered by me. They ain't ordered by Pastor Robert. They are ordered by who? The, Lord. the steps of the Lord, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. See, the Lord wants to order your steps. And the steps that he are talking about is the daily things that you do. How much time you spend with them. How do you go about this and how do you go about that? The Lord want to order your steps. Amen? The highest calling is to do the will of God. The highest calling is to do the will of God. There are three basic steps that we can follow in order to find God's will for our lives. And I already gave you the, those three steps. But we're going to continue to talk about it. How do we let God choose the way? There must be a full confidence in God. There must be a full confidence in God. That means you got to totally surrender yourself and believe that God can do whatever he has set aside for you as an individual which is God's plan for your life. God's plan for my life is not your plan. But at some point, we may cross each other's plan, and I'm going to give you a good example of that. We're standing here at Elevate Church. We're sitting here at Elevate Church, and that's part of God's plan for us to cross paths some way or another because we are here today with each other, right? Amen? So that's God's plan. And our plan have mapped us to be here today to share the word of God with one another. Ten years from now, if, you real, if you're living for God and trusting God, you never know where God's plan is going to take you to. And that's where it means by being connected. You're going to cross a lot of people's paths. God's going to send you different ways. God may send you here. He may send you there. But you got to be willing to let God take you there. You can't say, I want to go with you, but God trying to send you that away. You got to be hooked to what God has called for you to do. Amen. 
And that's getting connected to God and trusting him for him to show you the way. Amen? And while you're doing all that trusting God, as he's choosing a way for you to go, then he confirms it. He gives you a confirmation. And then he already then went before you and cleared the way. Because if you trust him, you're going to have a, just like, just like the, um, when, when, when the seed got pardoned and it opened up, and they went right on through it. That's what God does for you when you trust him. Things that you can get through, others may not can get through because their faith is connected with the will of God. Amen? Do you know the Lord intimately enough to trust him? Do you know the Lord intimately enough to trust him? That's having a personal relationship with him. You have to really know him. You have to really study him. You have to really get into the word to understand the will of God for you and your life. We must trust in him with our whole heart. And there's some scriptures in Proverbs 14 and 12, Jeremiah 10 and 23, and Proverbs 2, 1 and 6. You can, you can read up on those scriptures. Next thing said, there must be a faithful compliance to God. We don't surrender to a plan. We surrender to God. We don't surrender to a plan. We surrender to God. And see, we have to stay in order of the things of God. Sometimes we get caught up in other situations, but we got to remember that we're surrendering to the will of God. Amen? We must acknowledge God in every situation. Lord, what do you want me to do here? That's an example. Lord, what do you want me to do here? That's going before God, asking him, without making a decision in the flesh. Because oftentimes, we don't have to make a decision right then. All we have to do is consult with the master. and Say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Instead of making decisions, sometimes we can get forced into making a decision. But oftentimes, we have an opportunity to go before God and pray on it and ask God for guidance and direction. And then God will confirm it for you. When he confirms it for you, that means he'll clear the way for you, and then you move forward with it. Amen? Anytime, anywhere, any cost. Now, the things I talked about confirm, it says we must let God confirm the way. It said God guides us by his word, the Bible. And it talks about that in Psalms 119 and 105. And I'm finna turn there for you. Psalms 119 and 105. It says that thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word of God will clear and open things up so that you can see your way. That's how powerful his word is. The word of God will really direct you to where you need to go. And listen to, listen to the keys that he gave me. The word is a lamp until my feet. What is a lamp? What do we use a lamp for? To see. When we need to see things, what we do? Cut on a light. When we need to see things, we grab a flashlight. When we need to see things... We turn on the light. God is the light. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. The word of God is the light 
to your destiny. You take the word of God out. It's like cars driving down the road with no lights on. And you know if it ain't no light, you may be headed for disaster. Because we all pull out of here with no lights on. And when I say no lights on, I'm talking about no street lights, no nothing. And you just a driver, and that's, that can be disaster. But when God put a light up under you, you can see your way home. Amen? When God put a light up under you, you can see your way home. So the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The path you own, if you keep God with you, you can see your way where you're going. And oftentimes, we are our own energy. We cut off the lights because we get out of the will of God and stop doing what he called us to do. And we cut our own lights out. Now we can't see. And we like, help, help, help. And God say, when, when you say help, 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 now we, we back on, help me, God, help me, Jesus. And he come, rescue us, cut our lights back on. And then he say what? Choose this day who you're going to serve. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. I'm going to show you the way. I'm going to confirm the way for you. And then I'm going to clear the way for you. The clear the way for you is God walking before you. He walking before you, clearing the way so that he can get you through it. Because if you go on your own, that's putting yourself before God and ain't nothing going to be cleared. See, he's going to clear the way for you. Amen. God is going to confirm the way. Many of us desire to know God's will for our lives, but we are not obeying the reveal of God in written scripture. Three are, there are three occurrences in the Bible where it states specifically that this is the will of God. It talks about to be saved. It talks about 2 Peter 3 and 9. Then it talks about to be spirit-filled, Ephesians 5, 17 and 18, and to be sanctified in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 3. But I want you to turn to Psalms 84 and 11. 84 and 11. Psalms 84 and 11. It says, For the Lord God is a son, is a son, saying, shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he behold from them that walk uprightly. For the Lord God is a son, son and saying, shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. See, God don't want to take nothing from us. All he want to do is give to us and show us what he want us to become and what he want us to do. God guides us through prayer. And oftentimes, that's us going before God praying, secretly, individually, getting to know him. It says in Acts 1 and 24, it says that, then they pray, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two you have chosen. Then it says, prayer is a two-way street. 
we must listen to God. Do you have a quiet time in prayer? And this is God because we have to often have times where we have to individually bow down to God and, and, and pray to him. And oftentimes when we do that, it's like we're putting a pause on our life so that we can hear from God. We have to take that time to give to God so he can give to us. Because we move and we go and we go and we go and we don't stop so that God can talk to us. And in times where we're distracted or in times where things are going on, you know, that, that quiet time, God can speak to you. So it's a two-way street. God will impress our spirit with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. And we talked about the Holy Spirit. We talked about how the Holy Spirit can guide us, how the Holy Spirit can direct us. And God in a man inside of us, which, which makes the Holy, Holy Spirit dwells in us, that's what allows us to, to go forward and make a decision because the trust that we have in God he automatically given us the power to operate. Amen? And then it said God's wisdom. God got us through wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is not emotionalism. Wisdom is sanctified common sense. Sanctified common sense. It is seeing life from God's point of view. That's wisdom. Wisdom is when you trust and believe God, what his word says. That's wisdom. Romans 12 and 1 gives you a scripture. It says, God guides us providentially. Revelations 3 and 7. That's what I want you to turn to, Revelations 3 and 7. And I'll be wrapping up shortly. Revelations 3 and 7 says, and this is God talking. He says, and the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things said he that is holy, he that is true, he that had the key of David, he that opened and no man shut it, and shut it and no man opened. See, God has control of all things. See, when he clear away for you, when he order your steps, when he direct your path, when he show you which way to go, can't nobody come behind him and close the door. See, when God opens the door, he's the only one that can shut it. And oftentimes, we have to stay so locked in to God so that we can make it to where he want us to go. See, God want us to trust him. He want us to be hooked up to him so he can take us wherever he want us to go. He would direct your paths, has the idea of clearing obstacles. Isaiah 43 and 4 says, The phrase, prepare ye the way of the Lord, is the same phrase that is used for direct your paths. That's another way of it. We talk about Proverbs 3 and 5 all the time, but in Isaiah talks about prepare ye the way of the Lord. It's the same as directing your path. God will straighten the road. Remove the mountains, fill the low places, and smooth out the rocky places. God will clear the way. So I don't know if, if you have anything going on in your life. I don't know if you are at a roadblock. I don't know if it's a hurdle standing in, in before you that's stopping you from getting 
to where you're trying to get to. But all you have to do is let go and let God so that he can clear the way. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you don't know the Lord, if you don't know that God can take your life, the roadblocks that's before you, if you don't understand that God has the power to remove every burden, every situation, every circumstance, every heartache, every pain, every doubt, all of those things are obstacles that's keeping you from being used by God. See, God has the power to take those things away. He has the power in his hand just to remove those things from you at any moment. But one thing that God allows for each and every one of us is he give us an opportunity to choose if you want him to be a part of the kingdom. See, God wants you. God wants you to give your heart to him. And if you don't know him, you can repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for being who you are, such a wonderful person with all power in your hand, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for our sins, Lord God. We thank you for being able to know that your son rose on the third day and having an opportunity, Lord, that we may be saved because of that, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for you. We thank you for the ones that prayed this prayer for the first time, Lord God, that they believe in their heart that you is Lord. They believe that your son died and rose again, Lord God. They shall be saved, Lord. We thank you for that right now, Lord God. And, Lord, we just ask you to just bless, continue to bless this church, Lord God, that we may continue to go forward with your word to reach people, Lord God, as we go out into the highways and byways, into the communities, into the streets, into areas that's not pleasing in your sight, Lord God. That we go, Lord God, because we know that's the path that you're taking us on, Lord God. That the people need you, Lord God. And, Lord, we're going with our eyes on you, Lord God, and not looking down at the circumstances or the area that we're in, Lord God. We thank you for that right now, Lord God, that we may continue to reach your people, Lord God, and that everyone here that believe in you, Lord God, and the ones that prayed the prayer for the first time, Lord God, that they may continue to seek your face, Lord God, until the end of time. We ask all these things, your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.